0: welcome to the good girl unleashed podcast you're here with mon today we are diving into sexuality sexual trauma and how to heal sexual trauma through somatic experiencing and compassionate curiosity these are some powerful tools that i have used on my journey to healing my own sexual wounds and beliefs to really experience deep sexual empowerment and liberation For the longest time, I really struggled to connect with intimate partners to really fully allow myself to express myself, to experience deep connection, intimacy, and orgasm. And through somatic experiencing, breath work, self-inquiry, compassion, and curiosity, I've really supported my own journey of healing this to Really experiencing that freedom for myself, to experiencing more pleasure and joy in my life and within my relationships. And over the last few years, I have worked with thousands of people to really support them in liberating themselves from past trauma and limiting beliefs and things that have been holding them back from living their best life. So I'm super, super excited to dive into this episode and share with you these powerful practices that can really liberate you and allow you to aligned to the life that you truly desire for yourself so let's dive in mella i'm a trauma-informed and feminine empowerment coach and breathwork facilitator supporting women to live authentically and unapologetically so today i'm going to be diving into sexuality healing sexual trauma and really allowing you to experience
1: true sexual empowerment So just a little bit about me. Um,
0: In my early years of life, I was struggling with depression, anxiety, chronic people pleasing, sexuality, shame, and the inability to express myself. And this really affected all of my relationships, but specifically what I'm gonna be diving in today is with intimate partners and sexuality. So what I noticed a lot for myself was that inability to express and communicate was really creating quite a deep struggle for me to connect sexually not being able to say what i wanted or express no or explain what i needed from an intimate partner and so it created a lot of dysfunction and a lot of suppression what i would find instead of being able to really express no i didn't want this what my body would do would tend to be just to freeze and to contract and I'd experienced a lot of anxiety, a lot of disconnection, a lot of numbing out. And this really affected my ability to orgasm and to experience pleasure, to really enjoy intimacy and passion. What I found was I was just constantly anxiety, tense and overthinking, wondering if I was getting it right, what they were thinking, what was going on. And so it caused caused a lot of suffering for myself and so for me my journey has led me down many healing paths many healing modalities and now i support women in really living passionately authentically and unapologetically really being able to embrace their sexuality to have more connection experience
1: more intimacy and So in my early years of life. um, So a little bit about me before we dive in. For
0: many years, I was struggling with depression, anxiety, chronic people pleasing, sexuality, shame, and the inability to express myself. And so this really affected my ability to connect with intimate partners and really to honor my no's, to honor my yes, to really even know what I desired and be able to express that. And so what I found was a lot of the time I was quite anxious and I'd be really in my head when connecting with a partner. And so I was really disconnected from my body. And when I was not really resonating with what was happening, instead of being able to really express and ask what I wanted, my body would freeze up. My throat would completely constrict. And I would experience all this tension in my body and I would just be like really stuck in my head about it. But, almost frozen, that frozen feeling. And it really caused a lot of suffering, a lot of dysfunction in my connection to self, my connection to sexuality and my connection to partners at the time. And so my journey has led me down many paths and healing modalities. And now I share what I've learned. And I've had some really, really incredible shifts and transformations for my own sexual traumas, for my ability to really connect sexually and be more present be in my body and my ability to experience orgasm and now i'm supporting many women to do exactly this to live passionately authentically and unapologetically to really feel empowered in their sexuality in their ability to connect and express to ask for what they need to set boundaries to say no and so that's been a really big part of my journey is finding my voice and my ability to express myself and what i find really really powerful really um What was really enlightening for me on my journey was when I acknowledged the connection between the throat and the sacral so the throat is all about our ability to express but also our ability to listen and attune to others, but then the sacral is like our sexuality our sensuality our creativity and so these areas are really deeply connected and so you'll often find if one is shut down the other is shut down as well and this was really true for me so the most noticeable thing for me was my throat because anytime i was connecting intimately with someone my throat would completely seize up and constrict what i didn't realize was that i was completely numb in my sacral center in my root center so all my sexual organs just being completely disconnected from my body and not really being able to feel much there and that was a protection for me of just completely numbing out and being able to disassociate was protecting me from further pain And so I've done a lot of trauma work over the years, and I have supported thousands of people in person and online, supporting them to heal and integrate this trauma so that they can really experience deep inner peace, connection to their body, presence, and really live a life of empowerment and fulfillment. So another piece for me was what I shared in a previous podcast episode on my podcast, The Good Girl Unleashed. I shared about the resistance to joy and pleasure and so many of us as a way of protection will actually push away or suppress joy for a variety of reasons so i will link that episode if you want to go and listen to that one and it goes into more in depth around why we actually push away joy and pleasure and a lot of this is really linked to feeling unsafe we don't feel safe in our body we don't feel safe in the world and creating safety is a key piece to healing and integrating trauma so that you can experience this sexual fulfillment this sexual empowerment deep connection and intimacy so let's continue so today i really want to dive into understanding trauma and its role in shutting down our sexuality and self expression, I want to go into the connection between sexuality self pleasure and self love. And then we'll go into healing sexual trauma through somatic experiencing and compassionate curiosity i'm also going to share about my four step process to healing, and integrating trauma. This is something that I've really, I've supported hundreds of people through, and it's really going to support you in liberating your expression, experiencing sexual empowerment and leading you to the aligned life that you truly desire for yourself. So trauma and sexuality. So I share quite a lot about trauma in the work that I do and if you do want to go a little bit more deeply with understanding trauma if this is quite a new concept for you i want to invite you to join me for my webinar which is this Tuesday. um i will put the link below but we're going to go a little bit more deeply into trauma i'm more going to give you a bit of an overview and go into trauma where it's more specifically centered around sexual trauma and what can be happening when we've got trauma stored in our body how it can really affect our sexual empowerment our ability to connect our ability to orgasm so when trauma goes unresolved it tends to get stuck in the body this tends to happen because we weren't given the tools or the support that was needed from an early age to really support the integration that is quite a natural primal instinct for us but because we weren't given those tools we weren't supported through that process we've actually started to receive conditioning and programming around suppressing trauma going into coping mechanisms and protective mechanisms that actually create the trauma to get stored in the physical body and create layers of trauma so this kind of initial trauma starts to expand and really affect us down the line and later in life um and one of the ways that it can affect us is through our sexuality. So our inability to orgasm, our inability to be in our bodies, to feel, to experience joy, to really embrace and surrender. Um, Because a lot of this really requires us to feel safe. And when we have all this stored trauma in the body, we don't feel safe. We're almost like kind of tiptoeing, trying to avoid triggering ourselves and getting those sore sore spots um, poked. And so we tend to go through life really rigid, really tense, really constricted, trying to like almost looking for that next threat on edge, a lot of anxiety. And sometimes we go to the other side of more dissociated, numbing out. Um, disconnected from our body completely so that we don't have to feel the pain that is stored inside and this is really connected to that hyperarousal and hypoarousal so the hyperarousal is more when we're on edge all the time there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of fear we're constantly looking for that next threat in protection a lot of constriction and tension in the body hypoarousal will be more of that opposite so more disconnected numbness disassociating not really feeling a lot um and there's almost like that lack of sensitivity, which can show up in the bedroom where we're not really able to feel much. Um, and with that hyper arousal it's more like we're not able to relax we're constantly in our head overthinking um what are they thinking what should i do is i have I done the wrong thing just really living up in the head and so we're unable to be in the present moment so you could see how both of these are going to affect our ability to really embrace our sexuality embrace connection intimacy pleasure joy all of these things Then we come into emotional triggers and flashbacks. So, this can be closely related to trauma as well. Around when there is stuff stored in the body, so that trauma that has been suppressed, um, what tends to happen is certain experiences can either trigger those past experiences that were unresolved. And so, we can get really reactive and again go into that kind of hyper arousal, on edge, a lot of anxiety almost trying to tiptoe around those pain points so that we don't get triggered, trying to protect ourselves from that pain, but we can also experience flashbacks. So if there is sexual trauma, we can almost have certain experiences in the present moment that will remind us or trigger past emotions or experiences that haven't been resolved. And so often we can avoid sexuality altogether to avoid that pain, or we're not aware that the why these things are happening and so we might have an experience where we're trying to connect with someone and then we're just clashing reacting losing ourselves getting really angry at the other person or feeling a lot of shame a lot of guilt and a lot of confusion of like why am I not able to connect why am I not able to experience this why is it so much easier for others and we can go into these stories and really start to dwell in that pain And we get stuck in those triggers in those past experiences and it really prevents us from stepping forward into a life where we can really experience true sexual empowerment and deep connection. Trauma can also really create a lot of body image shame and really affect the way we see ourselves and so there can be a lot of shame of how we view ourselves how we fear our bodies when we're kind of moving in a certain way what does it look like there's so much body shame and feeling like we should look a certain way we should move a certain way almost like we're trying to perform rather than actually just be fully in the moment there can be a lot of shame around how am i expressing with my face what sounds am i making um what do i What what smells are present? What is, and there's just like it kind of we're just stuck in the mind rather than actually being fully able to surrender into the experience and really enjoy that experience. And a lot of this stuff can come from how we were brought up, things that were said, things that we heard, things that we saw others judging about themselves. There's a lot of self-judgment in the generations that's passed down. We also experience that in. school ground and with our peers and social media and all of the different things we see on tv and we're just absorbing all of this stuff from such a young age that it really gets stored in our psyche of these core beliefs that we form what's okay what's not okay what's pretty what's not pretty what's what is the perfect looking woman what is ugly not okay not acceptable and we start to form these different ideas And it can really prevent us from fully just embracing who we are, loving who we are, loving our bodies, and we can become really, really disconnected and stuck in that self judgment. Again, we get stuck up in the head, disconnected from the body, we really need to be in our body to connect with our primal nature, so that we can fully experience that sexual liberation and full body orgasm and really really being able to have that deep connection with a partner, we must have that deep connection with ourselves first. So if we're constantly judging ourselves, and in our head and overthinking and wondering if we're doing something right, um, or feeling afraid to speak up and say no, or we'll ask for what we need. We're not honoring ourselves, we're not connected to ourselves. And if we're not connected to ourselves, then we're going to really struggle to connect with a partner. And so these are the the foundational pieces to sexual empowerment and having that deep connection with self and with another. Trauma can also cause a lot of trust and intimacy issues. So you can start to see how all of this is connected. These are the symptoms that can really tell us that there is trauma stored in the body. So if you're struggling to feel safe, if you're struggling to trust and you're finding yourself just constantly constricted and tense, you may find that there is something that is stored within your body that is preventing you from having deep passion and intimacy. You may also find that there's these uh, resistance to being controlled or needing to feel like feeling like you need to be in the control a lot of the time as well so if you find that you constantly are needing to be in control it's going to be really challenging for you to surrender into the moment to surrender into your body and this links into trust we need to be able to trust ourselves and trust our partner but if we've got trauma from the past that hasn't been resolved that creates I'm not safe that creates I've been hurt before I can't trust I can't trust myself because I wasn't able to protect myself in the past or I wasn't able to protect someone else or it's just these beliefs and these ideas and these stories that were passed down from generations past and that links into my final piece is these negative beliefs that we have stored and these beliefs around sexuality is bad orgasm is bad um making sound or sounding a certain way or really just fully embracing sexuality there can be all this kind of taboo this shame this fear around it that it's wrong and this is just so much trauma and baggage and stuff that has really just been passed down for years and years and it's become really stored in our body and then when we interact with others we see how they're maybe judging themselves how maybe they're judging others and then we create this is fear of if i express myself fully i won't be loved i won't be accepted i won't belong being tribal beings we deeply crave this connection this belonging we deeply crave community and so when we feel like being our full sexual selves is going to create isolation disconnection we're going to be alone we're not going to be loved we're not going to be accepted it feels safer to suppress that part of ourselves and to try and be this picture perfect thing that we believe is going to be accepted by others so that we can have a partner we can have a family we can have friends we can have community and there's this fear of if i fully let myself out and be expressed and be seen i might not be accepted and that pain is too much that i just can't bear it and so we continue to suppress and if at any time that part of ourselves reveals even just a little bit we get a lot of shame and shame creates even deeper suppression pushes all of that down. And we're continuing to condition ourselves in a way of being traumatized, of being shut down, of being suppressed. And we become this really dull version of ourselves. Our light gets more and more dim and we find that we can't fully embrace and enjoy life. So these are some of the symptoms you might be noticing if you've got trauma that is affecting your ability to feel sexually liberated and empowered. And it's also important to know that it's not just sexual trauma that creates resistance to sexuality. So it's not that if you've had a sexual abuse or a physical abuse in relation to sexuality, that that's why you're shut down sexually. Sometimes it can actually go the opposite way where we've experienced a sexual abuse and we've actually kind of shut that down or put that away and we've become over sexualized and we're not in our authentic sexual expression and other times we can fully resist sexuality because of the sexual trauma but sometimes it's actually traumas that seemingly have no relation to sexuality maybe there was um, i love the story around when this young girl at five years old wanted a cookie and it was just before dinner. So her mum said, no, she really wanted this cookie. So she started to get really angry and demand this cookie. And then her mum doesn't deal with anger very well because there's a lot of anger in her household growing up. And so she completely just goes into a trigger trauma response and just yells at her child and says something like, um, good little girls don't get angry and so the way that her five-year-old perceives that is not that good little girls don't get angry but actually that angry girls don't get loved and so this actually starts to suppress her anger and this can actually start to become a block to sexuality because now we're spending a lot of energy holding down that emotion and we're not allowing ourselves to be fully ourselves fully expressed and so something like that which doesn't maybe seem traumatic but it actually can very well be traumatic because what's happened is it's like well if I express my anger I'm not going to be loved and now I'm not able to be my full self if I want to get that love and I want to be taken care of and I want to feel safe and all these things so that's actually what trauma is is when it it's really what happens inside of us rather than the external experience it's what's happening inside it creates this disconnection from our authentic self and we don't feel safe to be fully ourselves we don't feel safe to express and so if we're not feeling safe to express our anger maybe we're not also we're also not feeling safe to fully express excitement and pleasure and joy another example is when we're a young child we tend to start exploring by putting lots of different things in our mouth to this is our becomes our pleasure center and it's like we try everything we taste everything we feel the texture in our mouth we're so connected to our sensations but when we're putting all these different things in our mouth some of them aren't safe like rocks or dirt or whatever it is um something that's fallen on the floor and so sometimes we get the conditioning of like a parent saying oh yucky don't do that get that out stop that and so it's like we start to receive the message of my joy my pleasure is yucky is dirty is wrong and then that links into later in life of now our pleasure our joy our sexuality is wrong because when i experienced joy i got told off i had an angry worried parent like Running at me in fear in those big eyes um, and ripping whatever was giving me pleasure out of my mouth. And that now signifies or simp- gives me the message that there's something wrong with experiencing pleasure and joy. Because when you're in that stage, you're still developing, you're still trying to understand the world and figure things out. You're absorbing all of these messages, which creates your core beliefs. And so this is just a couple of examples of things that aren't necessarily like sexual trauma but they are they can be quite traumatic and they can be things that we carry into our our life moving forward and this can create that resistance to our sexuality resistance to pleasure resistance to orgasm and fully being authentically ourselves expressing unapologetically
1: expressing passionately experiencing intimacy and deep connection and so now i want to go into the connection between sexuality self-pleasure and self-love so a lot of my work is around supporting women to cultivate
0: deep self-love and self-worth and so self-pleasure is a way of cultivating self-love of really taking back our power taking back our ability to experience pleasure and joy and the fullness of life to really allow ourselves to fully express so that we can experience sexual empowerment and so what we can find when we start to really explore self-pleasure and self-love and start to cultivate that within ourselves we actually start to reclaim personal agency so our personal power really having or really being able to cultivate and feel that fulfillment, that self-love, that self-acceptance within ourselves rather than seeking that external validation of trying to find someone else that can really give us that self-love and acceptance. So often we're trying to find someone else to validate us and to say that we're worthy and to say that we deserve this and it's okay but until we give that to ourselves it doesn't matter what anyone says or does we're never going to fully feel it and believe it it needs to come from within and what you'll find is that your internal world is what's reflecting your external so your internals creating your external how you see the world how you experience people what you attract Um, and a lot of us aren't aware of this and so when i began my journey and i started to learn about the secret and the law of the manifestation and how we're creating our reality it was really mind-blowing for me but what i found was when i started to do the law of attraction practices nothing seemed to be shifting in the way that I wanted it to. I was still experiencing the pain and attracting the things that I didn't want. What I found as I continued my journey was a lot of the creation was happening from that subconscious mind, from the suppressed trauma and the suppressed emotions. And until I was willing and ready to really lean into that, to heal that, to integrate the trauma, I was able to create space for new experiences, because what I find is your external will also support your healing by creating or drawing, bringing forth experiences that will really bring into your awareness what is unresolved. So I often talk about emotional triggers. It's something that I deeply work with for myself and with a lot of my clients and I talk about how triggers are your teachers, they're revealing to you what's unresolved inside, giving you the opportunity to really resolve what's unresolved. Because if we can't see it, if we don't know what's there, we can't do anything about it. So when we shine our light of awareness, we're really taking our power back and This really supports the healing and integration of trauma so that we can actually start to open up and draw in new experiences that are really fulfilling, that offer connection, that offer liberation and sexual empowerment and pleasure and joy and all of these beautiful things. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't experience challenge, pain or negativity from time to time that is I believe that's all part of this human experience we live in polarity in order to know one we know the other when we're numbing one we're numbing the other so what I have found by allowing myself to start opening to embracing all of me all of my emotions I've experienced true freedom and I've been able to experience a lot more pleasure and joy in life I've been able to connect more uh intimately and sexually with myself and with my partner and other things that can come from this is when we start to really embrace self-pleasure and self-love is body positivity so we noticed one of the trauma symptoms in the previous slide was talking about body image and body shame and our a lot of self-judgment we tend to live up in the head so when we come into our self-pleasure and self-love practice we start to experience body positivity and acceptance so a lot more self-love a lot more self-acceptance we really start to be able to look in the mirror and really see the beauty in ourselves Um, we experience a lot more inner peace that anxiety starts to dissipate because we're in that acceptance of self and when we're accepting and loving ourselves, we start to see and experience that from others as well so either the people around us we start to see how much they love and accept us and how much they've always loved and accepted us but we couldn't see it before we start to experience that now we also find that we become more magnetic for more people more experiences more opportunities that reflect self-love and acceptance or um, reflect love meaning that others are able to or we're able to receive love and acceptance from others we're also able to experience more self-exploration and awareness. So we mentioned in the previous slide around the trauma causing a lot of living up in the headspace, And so that disconnection from the body, disconnection from our sensations, from our emotions, from our ability to surrender, um, to really be in the present moment. And so when we start to do these practices, start to do this inner work and cultivate self-love, What you'll find is that you're able to more freely explore yourself, explore your emotions, your mind, your thoughts, your experiences, your awareness, and to really be able to come into a space of curiosity and inquisitiveness, self-inquiry, and through that self-inquiry practice, we're really able to notice what's deeply embedded within us which takes us into deeper layers of healing and integration where we, where that will take us into deeper levels of connection love acceptance bliss all of these beautiful things and so we have to take this one step at a time it's not about taking leaps and bounds but actually baby steps one step at a time but what i find is when we start to really take those next steps of self-love and explore with self pleasure and that doesn't mean just sexual self pleasure, but other ways that we explain experience pleasure and joy. Then we come into expanded awareness, we start to really widen our window of tolerance our ability to be with emotion and to be with curiosity of like oh this story is coming up for me oh this belief is coming up for me oh i'm getting triggered what's here for me we start to be able to ask really deep powerful questions that can really allow us to take our power back but from a space of like openness and surrender and curiosity rather than like i'm in control that's not what i mean by being in your power what i mean by being in your power is is really being able to step back and become the observer and hold space for yourself it also facilitates emotional healing and self-compassion so again bringing in just different ways even if it's a small way of showing yourself some love some kindness compassion is really going to facilitate that healing of any trauma any wound any belief that might be preventing you from experiencing sexual empowerment You'll also notice stress reduction, anxiety dissipating, and a lot of deep relax- relaxation and inner peace. So you can just start to see how much is really available to you when you start to walk this path and start to do this work. You'll also notice that your communication starts to shift, your ability to set boundaries shifts. And when we can communicate more clearly and really set boundaries, we're able to To really experience deeper connection within our relationships. And this isn't just in relation to our intimate partners or those that we're connecting with um, sexually or intimately, but it also shifts the way that we interact with our friends, our family, our children, our co workers. And people start to experience you in a different way. They feel your energy shift, they feel that you're more open. They start to like i mentioned to really we start to attract beautiful people into our life beautiful experiences because they can feel that authenticity they can feel that clear communication and recently i did a series around boundaries and i shared a lot of information you can actually go and look on my podcast at some of the previous episodes around boundaries how setting boundaries actually allows for deeper connection within your relationships because it really reduces the conflict because people know where they stand with you they know what's okay they're not in this space of guessing of if i do this is it going to trigger you if i don't do this is it going to trigger you there is more awareness and clarity around what your needs are what your boundaries are what is okay what's not okay because often we are tending to expect people to know or expect them to read our mind or our body language. I know for me for a long time, I would get rather than expressing in the bedroom that something wasn't okay for me, I would just completely tense up and I would almost like have this frown on my face and I wouldn't make any sound. And I'm like, surely they should be able to tell that something's not right and that was not the case i had to find my voice to really express and say hey that's not okay or hey maybe try this or this is what i want this is what i desire and this is a continuous journey for me of expanding that ability to express and to ask for what i need but you can see even just by taking those steps it does shift and ripple out into other areas of your life so you might be starting with self-love and carving out some time like five minutes a day for yourself to meditate or have a bath or say your affirmations or journal whatever it is it doesn't have to be like i said a sexual self-pleasure practice to begin with but taking those baby steps of cultivating self-love of acceptance of expressing kindness and compassion to yourself maybe it's when you get triggered we take five minutes to sit with that and really tune into what is coming up for me what is here for me How can I have more compassion for myself? Just taking that time for you will dramatically and significantly shift how you show up for yourself, how
1: you show up in your relationships and down the line, how you show up sexually. And so now I'm gonna
0: be going into somatic experiencing and breath work. So this is A lot of what I work with with my clients are going into these processes, these practices that really support deep integration of trauma and suppressed emotions and core beliefs that are really stuck within us that are preventing us from living the life that we truly desire for ourselves. And in a way, when we are suppressing, when we are coping or deflecting or numbing out or whatever it is that we're doing that we're like, this isn't serving me. Often there is a way that it is serving. It's serving as a way of protection. And so if we can actually start to see how the way that we're acting is supporting us, we can actually start to come into more compassion, more acceptance, and then start to rewire the way that we protect ourselves, the way that we show up. But first, we need to really have that awareness of what is here for us? What is stored? What is it creating? How is it negatively impacting us? How is it positively impacting us? And when we can see that we can start to really consciously shift how we want to shop in the world, how we want to shop for ourselves, how we want to interact and connect with others so somatic experiencing it's a therapeutic approach that focuses on the body's physical sensations and experiences to process and release trauma and then breath work refers to intentional and conscious breathing practices that can have transformative effects on the body and mind so these healing modalities can really help to regulate the nervous system release stored tension and increase body awareness as well as connecting more deeply with your body accessing and releasing emotions and cultivating a sense of presence and relaxation during sexual experiences. And this is modalities that doesn't only support sexual healing and trauma healing, but actually opens you up to deeper states of self-love, of acceptance, of bliss, of pleasure, of joy. So it's something that does ripple out into all areas of life, but it's something that has really supported me with healing sexual trauma with really allowing me to connect more deeply to feel safe in my body to surrender when i was with my partner to feel safe with my partner and another big part was if you know much about me and my journey The big block for me was my throat and really feeling that constriction anytime I wanted to speak or express or say no or say this is what I want or um, sometimes a partner would ask me like what do you like what do you want and I would just completely freeze up and I'd be so stuck in my head about thinking what I could say how I could say it it just wouldn't come out I was stuck in that freeze response. What I found with somatic experience and breathwork is it was able to take me into that freeze response and give me a safe space and working with powerful mentors really gave me the support that I needed to really break out of that freeze response, to really integrate it so that I could find my fight, I could find my power, I could find my expression and my freedom. And so when I first started my journey I was really focused on just being able to have a conversation what I realized later down the line there was a deep connection between that throat and sacral and so I started to do a lot of healing work especially with my partner healing that sexual trauma healing the beliefs the negative beliefs that I had um, stored within myself that prevented me from really embracing sexuality and so What I tend to do with with clients is really to support them one on one or sometimes in a group scenario to really go within yourself to really. discover what is stored within you, what is preventing you from having that sexual liberation from having your or really embracing your expression and then what do you need in that moment to integrate that to move through that and so i guide you in a process of reconnecting to your body to your sensations to your expression and moving through that process on a somatic level and somatic means body so this is a body-based therapy it's not about thinking it's not about talk therapy it's actually about feeling what has not been allowed to be felt the emotions that were suppressed the things we weren't allowed to say or express at a certain time i'm creating or we're co-creating a safe container together for you to move through that so what i find especially with the freeze response which tends to happen for a lot of us in those sexual experiences we get triggered we freeze up and we're tense and we can't even find our no. Or well, sometimes we're just incomplete, we can completely uh get triggered and just like start screaming and losing ourselves, losing presence and pushing away and blaming or projecting. And again, it's it's just that we've really lost ourselves in our ability to be present with what's going on in the body. So what we're doing is we're taking it step by step to come out of the head into the body to feel what has not been felt, to express what's not been expressed in that safe space. So what I find is sexual trauma can really dysregulate the nervous system and leading to that hypervigilance, that anxiety, the dissociation that we spoke about in the trauma part of this this talk and somatic experience and breathwork can support the regulation of your nervous system by activating the body's relaxation, relaxation response. Because what's happening when we are in that hypervigilance, anxiety, disassociated state, what we've, what's happened is that there's been an over activation. We're kind of stuck in that sympathetic nervous system. And so we need to resource ourselves. We need to create that inner safety, um, to be able to, allow the nervous system to relax to open up to receive to surrender to experience pleasure and joy and all of that goodness but first it's really really important to feel and create that inner safety to build that trust first with yourself and then with your partner we really need to be able to express and at least be able to say a safe word or a no and that's also with ourselves if you're exploring with self-pleasure practices we need to know our no rather than trying to force ourselves to get to orgasm or force ourselves to get to a destination we need to be able to work with our body to respect our body so Deep mindful breathing and somatic awareness techniques really help you to shift from that state of hyperarousal or hypoarousal that we spoke about into a more balanced regulated state. And this regulation of the nervous system really fosters a sense of safety, trust, and presence in sexual experiences, experiences, allowing you to be fully engaged and experience deep pleasure By bringing attention to the body and the breath we can develop a deeper understanding of the interplay between physical sensations emotion and cognitive processes so this is really bringing in that self-exploration expanded self-awareness really starting to notice what is a no for us what is our body revealing to us what is coming up when we're engaging sexually What are we feeling in the body? Having that curiosity will really allow you to heal and integrate any blocks, any beliefs, any stories that are coming up so that you can fully surrender and feel safe and to surrender and actually enjoy the process of surrender. Because like I mentioned earlier, when we don't feel safe, we're in this control. And when we're in control, we have that, we really struggle to surrender, to open, to receive. Having that deep sexual pleasure is really about receiving and receiving is really vulnerable when we're giving we're in a space of control because we can stop giving at any point, but when we're in a receiving we're not in control. And that can create a lot of fear because there may be another time from the past where you were not in control where you felt really vulnerable and you got hurt maybe there was a trauma that took place and so we now have this belief that if i surrender if i relax if i open up if i trust i'll get hurt and so we want to start to bring that awareness that curiosity into what is the story what is the belief that is preventing you from having sexual empowerment from healing the trauma from experiencing experiencing this ecstasy this bliss this connection the intimacy the passion the deep desire um and it is a process it's not something that is an overnight thing and this is what I support people with because it's something that I was supported with because I had a lot of challenge with this I had a lot of blocks a lot of resistance a lot of stories and through mentors and support systems I was able to move through a lot of that pain that really opened me up to that deeper connection and so moving into self-compassion curiosity and self-inquiry so i've really been weaving this in all through this conversation because this is really what starts to open us up one step at a time I find a lot of the time on the healing journey, we're trying to dive deep way too soon, trying to get shit out of the way, trying to get rid of things because we wanna have the, we wanna get to the destination much quicker. We wanna get away from the pain and get to the desired destination. But often when we dive too deep, too fast, that can actually be re-traumatizing because really that's what trauma was in or is in the first place. It was too much too soon. Our nervous system became overwhelmed, we didn't have the tools or the support to be with it, it happened too fast, it was overwhelming, we got triggered and we lost ourselves and we found ways to cope and protect. So what we're doing now is we're building strong foundations with self so we need to rebuild our relationship to self. We need a lot of self compassion, a lot of curiosity and self inquiry to take those baby steps that will actually create long lasting change. And it's kind of counterintuitive when we slow down the process speeds up so when we're not in a rush you'll actually find that you start to heal at exponential rates. But when we're trying to rush and we're trying to force and push and get somewhere, it actually takes us on these really long detours, which sometimes we need because often there are many lessons that we receive on that path. And so I took quite a long, a lot of detours and a lot of, um, my path was quite a long one. But what i found is now that I'm moved through a lot of layers, I'm really able to support, my clients in moving through their layers at a much faster pace but in a safer way so we're not rushing it but because i'm really inviting that slowing down inviting that curiosity and offering the energetic transmission of what i've moved through it really supports you to go through that process much faster much smoother and much more safely But it's not from a place of we need to get there faster, it's from a place of acceptance and surrender and trusting the process because at the end of the day, we're all unique. We all have our own unique path to take and what may move through faster for one person may take a little longer for another person because we are all unique and we need to honor that journey, that process. And that's where a lot of the goodness comes through anyway, when we're not in a rush, we actually receive so much more, because we can see so much more. If you think about times when you were rushing to get somewhere or rushing through a store, it's like how much did you actually notice around you, how much did you actually feel in your body, but when you slow down how much more do you experience? How much more do you notice in your body? When we bring this into the context of sexuality, when we're trying to race to the orgasm or get to the finish line, how much do you actually experience? How much do you really remember or feel in your body? How much connection do you experience with your partner? When we slow down and take our time and notice the sensations, the feel in our body, the feelings inside, the energy that's moving within you, the breath, the emotions the different sensations all through your body that's where we actually get that deep connection that sexual fulfillment that empowerment the intimacy and the pleasure and often when we're trying to force the orgasm it just stops it it just blocks it and it can be quite depleting when you actually do get there but what can happen when you slow down and just enjoy the process and you take the pressure off needing to orgasm it can actually happen spontaneously and it can be really fulfilling really nourishing really healing but when we're rushing we're trying to force we're trying to push it we've got to get somewhere it can actually be really depleting and re-traumatizing because we're not honoring our body honoring our process And so self-compassion is really allowing yourself to really hold space for yourself, to acknowledge where you are, to validate your experience, to feel what's going on for you. This comes back to really having that self-validation. And this can really support sexual healing, really allowing you to overcome deep-seated shame and self-judgment, self-inquiry, really. It involves coming into a curious non-judgmental exploration of your thoughts of your emotions beliefs desires which will really allow you to really take the cap off and really like almost looking under the rug where we've swept everything and we're just starting to look at it and be with it hold space for it and like realize that what you're feeling what you're experiencing is valid it's okay it's okay to feel what's here Um, Often we can get into this comparison thing, which was a big part of my journey of others have gone through worse. So how dare I feel these things? And so I never really allowed myself to feel my pain, which was also a protection because there was a lot of pain stored within me. So when I started to come into the validating myself, knowing that what I'm feeling is I have a right to feel it, what I've experienced, I have a right to feel the associated emotions. And through feeling, I allowed myself to heal and integrate that pain and open up to pleasure and connection. Self-inquiry really supports the exploration of your desires and boundaries as well. So really getting clear on what it is you desire, what it is you want, what is not okay. What is something that you don't want so that you can really come into that self-expression and let your partner know, let yourself know of that like, well, this is what's okay, this is what's not okay, reducing that conflict, reducing anxiety, and allowing for deeper connection. And as I mentioned, through self compassion, individuals really, (laughs) you're really able to develop the ability to hold space for your emotions and experiences without judgment. This is just so, so powerful, so healing. And so i'm going to share a little bit about my four-step process when i'm working with myself when i'm working with clients um, to really heal and integrate trauma so that you can really lean into your full sexual expression really experiencing deep fulfillment in your own sexuality whether that's with self whether that's with a partner Um, so number one of my process is creating that inner safety so really building strong foundations for yourself to feel safe to trust so that you can open up and surrender. Number two is going into triggers and really allowing your triggers to be your teachers. This is where we go into more of expanding your self awareness of what are your triggers revealing to you. I really truly believe that triggers are the stepping stones to wherever it is that you want to go wherever that destination is for you it's revealing to you what's unresolved inside which is giving you the opportunity to resolve that deeper pain so it stops blocking you from getting to your desired destination number three is going into self-expression and really feeling what's been suppressed to release it because when we suppress it and push it away that's where it can create these Other layers and we become more magnetic for more of the same so often we think if I allow myself to feel and experience my anger i'll be an angry person or i'll attract more things to be angry about but actually it can be the opposite. This isn't saying that we're going to be dwelling in it we're going into the authentic expression of it so that that energy can move and integrate so this is really giving yourself permission to feel and to express to allow deep healing and liberation thinking of it like a tunnel often we think if I go into my emotion if it's anger or grief or sadness or depression or pain or whatever it feels like we're going into a deep dark hole and we're getting stuck there but actually what's happening is we're going through the tunnel and often it will get darkest before the dawn so there is a light at the end of the tunnel but often it can get really challenging when we're leaning into that deep emotion and that's why it's so important to have support to have a mentor or a coach or someone to hold space for you as you're moving through that tunnel number four is integration so allowing space for you to integrate that expression. So often, when we go into somatic experiencing, breath work, or feeling an emotion, there is a process of integration that needs to take place after where we can experience more insights, emotions, revelations, aha moments. Integrate literally means to make whole. So, what we're doing here is we're bringing the darkness into light, making the unknown known. And that's how we start to clear out. All of those subconscious belief systems and traumas and things that have been suppressed for a long time so i find like the expression is kind of that activation which opens up that gateway and the integration really allows space for you to resource yourself regulate your nervous system receive the messages really move through those waves to create wholeness and so this is a four-step process that i guide my clients through Um, through a variety of practices and really just creating that safe container holding you through that journey and knowing letting you know that you are not alone in this and that what is coming up for you is completely normal and natural and okay and valid really supporting you
1: through each step of this journey and so now i'm going to guide you through a guided
0: practice just to support you in connecting to your body to your ability to connect to that, that curiosity that exploration to really start opening yourself up to this work to taking those next steps of embracing sexual healing and sexual empowerment and so i'm going to invite you just to close down your eyes
1: and just to Connect to your natural flow of breath. And so I've
0: shared a lot in this conversation around sexuality, around sexual trauma, around really embracing your sexuality and full expression, your authentic expression. And this can bring up a lot. We're already starting to activate things that have been
1: buried deep within ourselves. And I want to invite you to get curious about what is here for you. What are you noticing? What are you feeling? What is coming up for you? any physical sensations any thoughts any emotions anything that's like
0: wow that's me i so resonate with that i'm experiencing that challenge or yes this is what i i want or this is what i'm working on
1: what's been resonating for you as i've been sharing this conversation And not only noticing what's in the mind, but also inviting yourself to come into your body. To feel the different sensations that are present.
0: To notice where any blocks might be stored, you can feel this by maybe an area that's really tense or stuck or constricted maybe you started feeling your throat closing up or some pain in your
1: body some constriction and coming into this self awareness around the felt sensation and what you're experiencing in
0: this moment is a really really powerful practice to start opening you up to connecting to your body, to connecting
1: to your sexuality, to your joy, your pleasure. I'm just going to take a few moments here
0: to really be with what's here, staying with your breath to keep you in the present moment, So if you notice yourself drifting off
1: disassociating just bringing yourself back to your breath and back to what you're noticing in the body if there's a feeling of being triggered or
0: if there's overwhelm or emotions coming up
1: just letting yourself know that that's okay that they're welcome that you're safe to feel this. And if
0: you don't feel safe to feel it, acknowledging that acknowledging I don't feel safe in this moment.
1: What do I need to feel safe? Maybe you aren't sure. And that's okay, too.
0: This practice is really more of an exploration. It's not about getting it right. or getting all the answers but more opening up to that curiosity, that exploration, that being okay with we don't have all the answers in every moment. And this can just help us to have a bit more of relief in the body, a bit more acceptance, a bit more okayness. And it can really open you up to receiving guidance, receiving the messages. It can also guide you to wherever you need to go whoever you need to connect with that will support you in getting the answers that you need but first we need to open up to that and the way that we open up to that is by breathing is by coming into the present noticing what's here feeling what's
1: here because it's through shining your light of awareness where you reclaim your power and you open up to guidance So we'll just take a few more breaths here. Listening to the sound of your breath. We'll close this with an invitation to either come into an openness to guidance, or a declaration of I am safe to feel or I am open to healing, I am open
0: to experiencing pleasure. So I'm going to invite you to either
1: Connect to an affirmation that feels resonant for you with your desire.
0: Something like, I am open to experiencing sexual pleasure. I am open to experiencing deeper connection. Whatever resonates for you. Or
1: if you are wanting more guidance, more support, it could be something like, i'm open
0: to receiving support on this journey i'm open to connecting with a mentor with community with others that can support me on this journey or i'm open to receiving divine guidance so it's finding that affirmation that can really support you on this journey what i found for me in the beginning of my journey i was kind of trying to jump to the destination with my affirmations thinking that if I were to say I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy, I would be worthy. But it was contradicting my core beliefs. And so when I started to shift the affirmation of I am open to discovering my worthiness, I am open to receiving support to heal the wounds that are blocking me from my innate worthiness. This actually really supported me on my journey to deeper healing to experiencing that desire
1: to feeling safe to let someone in to support me and so I'm going to leave you with this for today and I want to invite you
0: if you would like to continue this journey together, I have a free webinar this Thursday, the 1st of June, I'm going to put the information and the link to register below and this is where we'll go a little bit more deeply into understanding trauma and coming into self expression So, really liberating your self expression reclaiming your power. And we'll go a little more deeply into my four-step process, so a bit more guidance around how to really implement that four-step process. I am so grateful to be here with you today, to support you on your journey, to share some pieces of wisdom that I've received on my journey. This has been a massive healing experience for me of taking these steps into uncovering what was buried within myself where this inability to connect sexually to experience orgasm and pleasure and bliss and joy and to really connect with an intimate partner and connect with myself i've gone through so many layers of this healing journey and i'm so excited to share this with you i would love to hear from you anything that resonated any any questions you have please reach out you can email me at info all right so much love to you have a beautiful beautiful day wherever you are in the world sending you so much love thank you for listening to the good girl unleash podcast if you're loving this content i invite you to subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes thank you so much for being here see you next time